guys. Welcome to the Balanced Chaos Podcast. Today we're going to talk about returning to your why. So we are going through life, all of us here, I mean, I would assume, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> we're all going through life and a lot of times we're just doing things, moving towards goals, um, changing habits, whatever it is, and we kind of forget about why we're doing that. Right. I think so many of us are creatures of habits that we just go into autopilot. Yes. And just start or, you know, I drink this coffee every day because I drink coffee every day. Yeah. And not thinking about why you're drinking that coffee. Is it something that tastes good? Maybe you don't even like it anymore. No, (laughs) No, that's true. I mean, I think a lot of us like drink coffee and we think like, especially if we saw our parents, like I need this, this is how I start the day. But it's like, well, maybe like then halfway through a cup, your stomach hurts really bad and not in like a good way, but yeah. like in like a totally, do you still need that coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm this uh, is something I do. Like I'll have my second cup of coffee and some days I'm like, I really didn't want this, but now I have it. So I'm just going to, or you drink until you get anxiety and you're like shaking. <laughs> like why did I, uh, I know that I do up. good with one cup. I used to when Grayson was a baby, always get a venti iced coffee oh yeah and then one day yeah and I would always finish it because you know you're holding it it's you drink it till it's finished and it's iced so you can have it right so I would drink it and I would get such bad anxiety and then one day I had to check in with myself I'm like girl get a grande (laughs) you can downsize your coffee and lessen your anxiety (laughs) yeah I don't need that much coffee but I thought that I did isn't that interesting yeah so Anyway, this yeah. podcast quickly <laughs> turned into coffee. <laughs> Once again, if you don't drink coffee, we're very sorry, but we obviously do. Um, yeah, so it's it's also I always think about the example of people driving to work and you're driving the same way every day, and sometimes you get there and you're like, "Whoa, I don't even remember driving." It's like that autopilot. Yeah, and if you switch up your route, it actually like helps your brain your route it, it brings us back to presence yeah and that's where joy and creativity come from are the present moment yes i just got like a flash of office space as we we're talking about this the movie have you have no. you not you haven't really seen bad. office space I don't oh watch my movies. goodness okay I've seen five movies so Burke's gonna watch that and we'll talk about it later <laughs> no but it's he's in this very monotonous job and he like freaks out and then i mean i don't actually remember all the parts of it it's funny so okay. like, joy, uh, joy. But anyway, he's just kind of stuck in this rut of doing the same thing over and over. There's a bunch of movies about this, right? Where that person finally just freaks out. Well, instead of like having that like freak out panic, we got to do things to make us more present. Yeah. No, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I learned recently that like the reason that people like Elon Musk are mm-hmm. so successful are because they're completely present. Because the only way to be creative and create something brand new on this earth or this universe is to be fully present. If you're thinking about the past or the future or... You can't be creative because you're caught up in the stories then and what's yeah, going to be. Yeah, so you have to pull yourself into the present moment to get new thoughts, to allow new thoughts to come in, which is really tight to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like why, mind blown. That's why, like, meditation and doing things that bring you back to you are so important. They and, are. And most people that are successful, they do have some sort of a stillness practice where they walk outside so let's start with career and like your life purpose perhaps which aren't always linked so some people have a career that is not very much their purpose but for this instance let's say that they are yeah let's say you're maybe a creative you're doing something that you 
love or you think you love. And then one day you wake up and you're like, what do I, what is happening? Yeah. I mean, I think I get there sometimes. Oh, for sure. I love my job, but there are days where I'm like, okay, I look at the calendar and I get calendar anxiety. (laughs) Like I have six clients today back to back. Oh my gosh. I did not book myself a break. Yeah, like, why did I do this? I definitely do the same. Yeah, or I'll work on, like, I'll start earlier one day, and I'm like, oh, this this feels so long. Like, I'm doing this for supper. (laughs) Why did I make my schedule hour-long appointments? No. But I have to remember, oh, what, like, the cause and effect. I mean, the people that I'm seeing when they leave and they feel totally different or I'll get, like, a really nice text message of somebody telling me, that it was like mind blowing or remarkable, like something happened they to them that cha- really you good. changed their life. Yes, which I don't want to toot my own horn, uh, but but like, yeah. they're changing their life. But I'm holding that space, right? Yeah. And when once I get those messages, I'm like, oh, this is why I got into this. I didn't get in this to overbook myself so that I'm so drained at the end of the day. I got in this to help the people that I can. Yes, and I think, I mean, that's coming back to being present, right? Because if you're not present, you can't actually like feel the appreciation that the people have because you're already thinking about what's next and that you have five more people to go and you're tired and you wish you had lunch and you don't. Yeah. I'm going to have lunch every day. (laughs) So I can be a more effective energy healer. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I think calendar anxiety is a real thing, especially when you are your own boss um, because you only have yourself to blame. And, right. And that's also something that's like, what am I doing? And it's a good wake up call to come back to your why. So when we're talking about your why, what are we thinking about? Okay. I think I can go both ways, but it's, it's the, the reason for doing something. The reason for doing something. So like how you first, like what first sparked you to get into what you're doing and also how you want to feel. Yes, right? it's all about how you want to feel. I, everything. If you choose a job, I mean, it's probably because you want to feel secure in paying your bills. Mm-hmm. You want to feel like you know where to be and what, you know, a schedule. Yeah. Um, I mean, and if you're lucky enough to have a career you love, you chose that because you love that thing. Yeah. And maybe if your career isn't, you know, like you talked about, career and purpose aren't necessarily the same. So maybe your career is just, I want something stable that I know what comes every day and that's your why. And that's okay too. Like it doesn't have to be a big. No, that's true. I think many of us have to return to that. If you are not doing something, it doesn't feel purposeful. Yeah. Like being grateful. Okay. Yes. I mean, bartending, for example, I'm a bartender, but I want to do this because I like connecting with people every day. I like Mm -hmm. taking home cash. And I like not having a job that I have to take home with me. Right. And this allows me to do that. Yeah. Or maybe you just don't like wearing suits. Yeah. (laughs) That's completely okay. Now, if you're the opposite and you like wearing a suit every day and you're in a very corporate driven job, well, why? Oh, I got here because I like pushing myself. I like the drive. I like the creativity and the communication and the organization of it. And bring yourself back to the gratitude that you have that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just coming back to that to that spark, to that reason and, and to gratitude, because if you have a job, like we should be grateful or we should not to say that so that you have to stay stuck if you're not happy. Absolutely not. Because if you examine this and you're like, I actually don't have a why and I never really thought about it, then maybe that's when it's time to make a change and shift your life. Yeah. Because a lot of times I, I know, and I'm sure you hear the same, like I hear people say, like, I don't, I don't know how I got here. I don't know what happened. And it's like coming back to that, to thinking about how you got there. And if there is no why behind it, using that as a 
I've recently become very aware because it's a pattern with a lot of the people I work with. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because I do find in my practice that there's themes or patterns that like multiple clients are coming in with. And there's a pattern of people who say that they're lost right now. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not lost. You're not motivated. (laughs) Because there's so many people who are like, oh, I know I want to do this, this, and this. But, but I don't know where to start. And I'm like, okay, well, if you really wanted to do it, you would just start. You don't need it. Jesus, again, I use this example a lot, but Jesus isn't going to come down from the clouds and be like, this oh. is, here's your roadmap. Yeah. No, but if you really love something, so let's say you love crocheting, start crocheting. Yeah, start, start doing it. I just was having a conversation with somebody about this and I, you know, I've known her for a while and she's like, it's the same story every time. And I'm like, Hey, you know, you should do more of what you like. And she's like, yeah, but I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to do it, then you're going to keep coming back and feeling the same way. And I will say there are people who don't know what they like, Mm -hmm. but that's when you need to start trying new things. Exploring that, exploring, like taking time. Do I like crocheting? I don't know. Let's try it. Let's try it. And if you don't like it, great. Don't do it. (laughs) But like, maybe you do need to go take a new workout class to see if it sparks something in you. Maybe you do need to you know, go to a meetup and meet new people. Yeah. Cause if you're feeling a void, that means that there's something missing. Like, that void is your intuition trying to nudge you towards like, something hey, else. Hey, try things. Yes. Yes. So laugh, <laughs> <laughs> get out, like be purposeful in that. Like I'm choosing to say no to going to the same bar that I drink at with all of my friends and yeah. to go to a new workout class or whatever it is to see if you like it. Yeah. I love that. I think it's, it's important to try new things if you're feeling stuck, mm-hmm. because if you're doing the same thing every day, all the time, and you're like, I don't know, I'm just, I mean, I'm doing things that I loved, but maybe they're, maybe things have shifted. Maybe things have changed and it's time to try new things. You and can outgrow things. Yeah. Like what worked for you five years ago, most likely isn't working now because you're a completely different person. Yeah. No, I feel like I've gone through ebbs and flows, like with running. Mm-hmm. I grew up playing soccer, so I, I like to like naturally run. But there's times where running feels very boring to me. And then there's other times I'll take it out of It always feels boring to me. (laughs) Well, I'll take it out of my life. And and I think I did. I took it out for about three years uh, after I had Grayson. And, like, he couldn't fit in a stroller. Like, he didn't want to sit in the stroller while I ran. So you couldn't. It just didn't really work for me anymore. Um, But during quarantine, actually, I was like, huh, I don't run anymore. And he's a little bit bigger now. He can ride a bike. So I was like, let me try this again. And now I'm like, wow, have you guys heard about running? (laughs) Running is amazing. (laughs) But it was just, there was a time and a place for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'll relate it back to yoga because we were, we were talking about yoga a little bit before we started and there's all these different types of yoga. And I feel like at different times in my life, like I liked doing Bikram that was really like strict and this and told me exactly what I needed to do. And I felt like at that time, that's what I needed. And then now I do um, like a flow that's a little more creative and that is really fun for me right now. And then during different times, like especially going through grief, I think yin was such a grounding practice that really helped me a lot. And that was like all I was doing, but there's, you got to kind of like examine where you are. I love this example because I do feel like people get in rut, especially with workouts. Well, this is the workout class I do all the time. Yeah. But it's like, unless you try a new one yeah, during a different time, like it, it might shift. Maybe Bikram when you're going through grief is too strict. Yeah. And that's not a class that really allows you to sit down and cry. <laughs> yeah. Like I needed to be in a forward fold and cry a little. Okay. <laughs> and not feel like everyone was like, why is this girl crying over here? It's not that hot. <laughs> like, I'm, crying. Back down dog. I'm crying because he won't let me leave the room. <laughs> 
That has actually happened to me before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. I would actually cry then. So yeah, so that's no, uh, that was a great example. Yeah. Okay, so then let's so we did wise for like your career, but let's do relationships. Ooh, okay, so when you are in a relationship. In the beginning, you have, they call it the honeymoon phase, right? Yes. Everything that person does is exciting. Everything you guys do together is exciting. It's all, you know, flowers and butterflies and rainbows. Sunshine. And then at some point, which there's no timeline for this for anyone. It all just depends. Like at some point, like real life starts happening and maybe you start noticing like those little habits that you they do that didn't in the beginning and you start showing your little habits a little bit more. And then you're like, Ugh, you start getting annoyed at that person. Right. And you start nitpicking everything they do, which maybe sometimes relationships are not meant to last forever. Right. Number one lessons. So Yeah. They're just lessons and you've learned and you can move on. But other times it's more about coming back to who that person is and who that person like what made you really be attracted and be like, this is the person I want to be with. Yeah. Coming, I have to catch myself with that because I will, I do go to a quick, like one of my trauma responses is to separate from everybody. Okay. And I will revert back to that. So you'll just be like, I'm ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> You're gone. Well, just like, Oh, I don't need anybody. I can do this for myself. Yeah. I'm like, and I have to be very mindful of like, no Brooke, because every time you push everyone out, and you're like, well, I want connection. It'd be really nice to have a partner. It would really be nice to not go through life by myself. And yeah. so I have to remember, like, okay, this is my why. And if I'm still attracted to this person and there's still things here, work on it. Don't focus yes. on the negative. Focus on the why. I, I want connection. Focus on the why and focus on the growth. Because yes. I think when you are a couple and you have been to, I mean, Halstein and I have been together yes. for 11 years. So we've grown and changed a lot. I think, I mean, we used to just go out and drink all the time (laughs) and now we do yoga together every day. No, but we like, we have gone through a lot of different things, but I think it's really important to grow together. And I think when you come back to your why that helps that because like when we met, like I just felt this instant connection with him and we talked and talked and talked and talked. So whenever we're feeling kind of separate, like you know, you just kind of get in your own lanes and are doing things, especially when you have 4,000 children, (laughs) four, four, but, um, then we, I'm like, okay, like we need to not sit and watch a show tonight. We probably should just talk or I need to be mindful that I'm not just unloading on him. Cause I sometimes do that when I come home from a long day, I'm like, Oh, this is everything that happened to me today. And he will do the same. Like he's been at home and wants to tell me all these things. So instead we like sit and talk together and talk about things that we're both interested in. We listen to music. That's something we connected on. So like finding those things that you guys really connected on in the beginning, I think is a really good way to kind of come back and just knowing like I am in this because this person felt like this was right. And knowing that like feeding that, I love that because I do think so many of us let life happen and we can really get agitated and irritated and focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. So stopping to remember why you liked this person initially. Yes. Is a great. Because it's so easy to like come home and be like, ah, there's dishes out and there's this. And you don't even know what happened that day in that house. So right. chill out. <laughs> chill, chill out. I mean, for, for either partner, right? But yeah, just coming back to that 
why you're with somebody and why you wanted that connection. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, I think a big thing is growing with someone. Right. Well, if you, and then if again, with anything, if you come back to your why and there's nothing left, <laughs> then it's time. I mean, have us have the hard conversation. Have, yeah. Have the hard conversation. Maybe like a lot of years have gone by and you haven't said a lot of things that you wanted to, you need to have a sit down talk and that's okay. Figure, figure out where you are. And it's better to do that than to just go through. I think this is important in all relationships too, not just love, but like even friendships, yes. like remembering, cause a lot of us will do this thing where you've been friends for 20 years, but why do we have things in common anymore? Do we still yes. laugh? Do we still do the same things? And if you do great, if you still love that person, well, mm-hmm. maybe accepting that you guys are different is okay. But if it's yeah. no longer working, you don't have to give so much time to it. Right. Yeah. Like maybe you felt like you needed to do all these things for this one person. You're feeling like you're not getting anything back or yeah, you're just, you've grown different ways and it doesn't mean maybe you don't talk every day now and you talk once a year. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. It's okay to change. Um, I also wanted to go into parenting because I think a lot of us get <laughs> defeated sometimes. What do you mean? You don't get burnt out parenting, do you? <laughs> it's not a tireless job, no. <laughs> things do get hard and, you know, we get frustrated and I think it's okay to acknowledge that there's frustration there. Yes. Yeah, I think... I do think this, our like generation of moms were much more realistic about like that motherhood is challenging and like there's more camaraderie and like this shit is hard than like everything's perfect at my house. Right. Um, which I think is really great because I think it can feel very isolating if you don't like, I have a group of friends that I have been friends with for a long time and we have this, um, group message and we'll go on and like talk about just, you know, if we're having a hard day, just be like, this kid was crazy today and, and just kind of like get it out. And that's, and like, yep, same, you know, and just having that kind of camaraderie, like knowing other people are going struggling to yeah, struggling with you, but then you got to come back to like, okay, why is parenting fun and good? Why did I have this child? Well, because they bring in a loving presence. Yeah. They bring in love. They bring in I mean, a lot of times it's because you really loved your partner and you thought that they had great qualities, you had great qualities, so now like, let's make... Wouldn't it be cool to find a little person that's just like us? Yeah, or like, you know, we're good people, so let's contribute to the world by bringing more good people into the world. Yes. But that doesn't mean your child's not human and is not so Right. Have no <laughs> no person is going to be perfect, and our children are mirrors for us, and they're teaching us things all the time, so there's definitely going to be challenges with that, but realizing that you had this little person because you wanted to. Yeah. Or we can even look at the whys a little bit in a little bit different perspective of like, okay, my child's struggling right now. What is this trying to show me? Why is it here? Yes. Oh, it's showing me to slow down. Oh, it's showing me that we need more quality time. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you have a kid that's acting out a lot and you're like, what? I mean, there's usually one that's acting out <laughs> a lot at my house. If you go back to like, okay, that lesson of what is, what are they teaching me? Like usually if kids are acting out, they need some attention and they need something and thinking about, okay, like I'm burnt out and I haven't wanted to spend time, but I wanted to be a mom because I wanted this connection and I wanted to have this little person that feels loved. Right. And you know, a lot of times the reason for parenting is because you want a purpose or more loss. So give it. Yeah. And it comes back to that. Like you give what you get what you give. It's right? very true. Yeah. And a lot of times, so many things with children and struggles are just about slowing down mm-hmm. because I do think our culture, 
our community is very much in a rush. So 100%. Yes. If your kid is acting out many times, it is a message from the universe. Like, Hey, slow down, put a little quality time into this, put a little more effort or care into this. Oh, and then the things recover quite quickly, actually. It's like, so, that's so true. Listening to those signs and taking the time to slow down and, and be present, coming back to that being present, um, being present with your kids. And I actually woke up, I have to share the story because do it. it's the cutest. So we do at dinner, we always do like a gratitude moment. And now sometimes like the girls will go off. Occasionally I'll ask them like, what was the best part of your day? What was the most challenging and now usually one of my older girls will like start it off like, Hey, we haven't done this. We're doing this. But I woke up this morning, Ozzy was in our bed. He's my youngest. He's two. And he woke up and I just hear him going, I'm grateful for mama. I'm grateful for <laughs> Hazel. And he was like going through the list of everybody. I was like, That's really cool. So even though I was tired cause he was in my bed, I was like, <laughs> Oh, that, it kind of like brought me back to like, Oh, and teaching them to be grateful is I'm like, see, this is why I'm a mom. Yeah. I love that. Okay. In parenting, I think there's another place to look at what. Okay. A lot of times we discipline in a way that our parents did, or we are reactive or get mad at things and we don't realize that it's not ours. Yes. So Grayson, for instance, trying to think of an example, but like my mom didn't like kids that ran around like a restaurant, right? Okay. So, which I get the safety. It actually makes perfect sense. Mom, you're a very smart lady, (laughs) but I found that it used to bother me when kids weren't well behaved before I had kids in a restaurant because my parents would talk about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then once I had Grayson, I'm like, no, you know what? It actually makes more sense for me if I don't want to be stressed out, just not to take him to a restaurant until he's three or four and I can say, sit and he can understand. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, I don't know what's wrong with my kid. I take him to a restaurant and kids aren't supposed to misbehave in restaurants and mine is. Oh, that's good too, because thinking about like kids aren't supposed to do this. And then when your kid is doing that and feeling like one, feeling like you're failing, maybe Mm -hmm. like, what am I doing wrong that my kid's acting like this? And then getting so mad at your kid when they're just being a kid. Yes. No, (laughs) literally that. And so, or like, you know, your kid doesn't want to do homework. Okay. Do we I don't want to do homework. Yeah. No. Do you put a lot of, like, I think a lot of us forget that our children are human mm-hmm. and that they have human emotions. So it's like, you know, you're really neat and organized. So you expect your kids to get like, they need to put their shoes away right when they get home. Right. But that's your truth. Not really theirs. And yeah, so they're like, no, no, I'm messy. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> but like, they're not trying to make me mad. Like right. I'm not to, doing it to aggravate you. They're just doing exactly. it because that's who they are. Or kids are very present and in the moment. Like a lot of times, like I have, I don't like Grayson to walk with shoes on my rug. Right. The other day he did it, but he was really excited when we got home to see the dog. And it's like, he's not thinking about my feelings or my reaction. Right. He's thinking about, I haven't seen my dog in two days I'm and I'm so, so excited. <laughs> and when I go to that, I'm like, okay, you don't need to yell. But like, the yeah. car, like, and that's why asking why when you're parenting a lot is a good decision. Yeah. I love that. And I think when we become parents is when we really like hear our parents (laughs) usually coming out of our mouths. Right. Like there's different times I'm like, Whoa, that was so my mom or, you know, how soon I'd be like, I sound just like my dad. And, or you under, also it gives you a little bit of understanding. Like, Oh, I get why my mom always was like, why can't you just let me go to the bathroom? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, just kind of, Deciding if that's something that you really do care about or or not. You're just saying it out of habit. Yeah. No, it's true. And yeah, does it still work? Does it still work? And in your parenting style, it might not. Yeah, because you might be trying to do things really different 
but you're going back to old patterns that you've just seen. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's parenting. (laughs) Yeah. So moving in, I mean, talking about these kind of learned habits, we can go into some of our, I don't know what to call them, like habits that kind of grow up with us or that we grow up with that come from maybe childhood. Okay. More of our like like your kind of unconscious habits. Like we talked about the coffee, like your parents drink coffee, so you drink coffee. What else? Is there anything that you can think about that is something that you've yeah, picked up? Okay. So for me, for a long time, it was like clothing and putting a lot of pressure on myself about how I looked or what I wore. Uh-huh. My mom had some childhood trauma with it. She was one of five, um, and they didn't always have a lot, and... I think one of her friend's parents made comments about it once. So my mom, as an adult, has very been very mindful of shopping and looking her best. Okay. So that people don't judge her based off what she wears. And then for her children, she did the same thing. Like, she was very much... Like, growing up, there was no nose when it came to clothes. Like, I could have any clothes Anything. and shoes as long as they look nice. And then I realized as I started, like, my early 20s and stuff, I was taking the longest out of all my friends to get ready. And I was annoying. It was like any time it was time to go somewhere, like I had to start two hours early because I had to try on six outfits before I could choose one. <laughs> and one day I realized, like, why am I doing this? Like, because a lot of times I would end up going to where I was and nobody would care about my outfit. It didn't matter. You're like, I look cute. Or, or it was like <laughs> I spent two hours stressing over this and now I'm here and having fun and I could have, you know, done this in a robe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So maybe gotten there earlier, (laughs) (laughs) taking the pressure off myself and then really dressing for like what feels good. And so if you guys know me, especially my clients, I'm often an athleisure and I'm okay with it. And that feels great. (laughs) Well, usually I am doing something after work. I'm either doing some form of yoga before or after work. Mm -hmm. Um, at my work, I bend, stretch, move. I'm showing people movements a lot. Yeah. I'm getting up and down. So it actually doesn't feel good to be in tight clothing. Or to dress in, like, you know, a very cute shirt but a constricting shirt. Yeah. So, you know, half the time there are days where, and my clients will say this, I will move that massage table out of my room and just start doing yoga with them because they need it. So I need to be able to bend and stretch. Yeah, because otherwise they're like, what is that pose? You're like, this is called the jeans. (laughs) (laughs) But the more comfortable I've gotten with dressing to what my body needs and what feels good, Mm -hmm. the more even, like, people, like, oh, you look nice today or you look really comfortable and cute. And that matters because it's like, oh, now I'm dressing for me, not for compliments, I guess. Yeah, not for other people. Like you're really, you're exuding this joy in, (laughs) yeah, and like you're dressing for what works and dressing to feel like Brooke. Yeah. Okay. What are yours? Um, Well, one of mine that I feel like I had to kind of unlearn was um, shopping when I travel. So whenever we would, well, first of all, my dad used to travel out for work and he would always bring us home something. So like to me, you go out of town, you buy, you buy things. And when I lived in Norway and we would go to like different countries, I was like, I have to get something. I have to. And sometimes I couldn't find something and I'm like running around. I'm like, we can't leave because I have to find something. And we were in Amsterdam one time and I lost the thing that I had bought. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, why does this, why am I so affected by this thing that I lost that I felt like I had to buy just so I would have the memento that I was at, like, which is great. I like having things to remember, but I've moved countries and I don't bring any of that stuff usually. <laughs> like, but yeah, like most of the things, fridge magnets when you're yes, in most of the <laughs> things that I have bought and I always try to get things that would be like cool and practical and it wouldn't even say where it was from, but I'm like, remember I got this at this time. <laughs> 
So anyway, I think that like losing my item kind of like woke me up that I'm like, I don't, I actually feel like I still had a great trip, even though I don't have the thing. And it stopped, like, then the trip became more about the experiences and less about what I brought back from it. But growing up, we always, we lived on an island. We lived in Bermuda. So when we would come back to, for like Thanksgiving, we would shop because there wasn't anywhere to shop. So it totally made sense why my parents were doing doing it. I mean... My parents, my dad was not, he did not like shopping ever. So, <laughs> but, but he would always get us, I'm sure in the airport, the momentum. <laughs> and so that really was something that I'm like, actually, I don't enjoy rushing around trying to find things. I'd rather like go hang out and take in the scenery. Like sightseeing. Yeah, yeah. Or like go and sit and have a really great coffee and a pastry. Like that's, that to me is a vacation. <laughs> I'm sitting in a cool coffee shop. So just figuring out what actually worked for me and what made it feel like vacation. Oh, yeah. That. So that's my story. (laughs) Um, One we talked about when we were going over our topic, Mm -hmm. road rage. Oh, yes. I want you to tell the story you told me, but I realized too, a lot of us do things or get mad at things and you have to ask yourself, am I actually mad at this or did I just see somebody else get mad at this? So I think I should be mad. Yeah. So I, I mean, my mom's from, hey mom, my mom's from Boston and I don't know if you've ever driven to Boston, but they drive like crazy people. (laughs) I love you family, but you all are nuts. So, and they're kind of loud and brash in general. And so she always would like yell at cars and my dad also yelled at cars. So then I was driving and I was yelling at cars. And one day my friend goes, why are, why do you yell at the cars? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Why am I yelling at the cars? Doesn't everybody do that? And it was just like that wake-up call that, oh, not everyone is yelling at cars when they're driving. I don't have to do that. Yeah. And then ever since, I'm probably (laughs) a a very calm driver now. I'm like, okay. Like, I I do not road rage at all. Yeah. No, I – my mom was always in a rush. And it's funny because we've talked about this now. But, like, she'd be really mad if the person in front of her at the grocery store was moving slow. Yes, or, my mom also was in a rush. Yeah, and so I used to get really frustrated, like, why are they moving so slow? Even people who eat slow, they're probably just enjoying their food, but I'm like, why are they doing that so <laughs> Move slow? Move it along. we got to go. We have things go. to do. <laughs> and when I finally tapped into that, I'm like, where's the sense of urgency? Especially, like, if I'm at Target and I have nowhere to go after, and you know my Target trip, like, sometimes I go to Target because I want to fall handle. Like, yeah. I'm not there for anything. <laughs> You're not there for a real, <laughs> like, urgency. And somebody's moving slow. I have to ask myself, like, does it really matter that they're moving slow? And yeah. most of the time, nope, it, it, no, let them move slow. Well, and because I used to do this too, I would try to, I would like rush and try to fit all these things in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, come on, come on, come on. And then one day I realized like, they're not in a rush and they're fine. And why can't I be fine yeah. and not be in a rush? This actually looks way more pleasant than what's happening in my body right now. <laughs> right. Like this very leisurely taking their stuff out of the bag. I'm like, so I've learned to give myself a little extra time because I definitely grew up with we would leave probably five to 10 minutes after we should have. Yes. Maybe we're changing outfits. I don't know. But, <laughs> but that's, and my, my husband's super punctual, like 10 minutes early. I'm not there yet, but I've come a long, long way because it is more relaxing. Oh, you just reminded me of something that is a big thing for me. Okay. Uh, sorry. That was actually good. So I don't want to do this other, But I, I, she's like, I haven't listened to you. No, I have. <laughs> but like, I always have this thing. I actually don't like as a practitioner mm. when people are early. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I actually hate it, guys. <laughs> Don't come early for your appointment. Well, the thing is, is that I put pressure on myself. So if you're early, mm-hmm. now I need to like make sure that I've been done with my other person and they didn't go over any time. Right. Now, if you're sitting in the lobby, even though I need to cleanse the energy and kind of like, sometimes I need a snack or I need to pee. Yeah. And now I feel like I can't do that because you're waiting, which that might not be your truth. That might be my own problem. That's fine. But if you weren't early, I wouldn't have to think about it. Um, <laughs> she wouldn't have to decide if it was her truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would get honestly frustrated, like mad, especially when it happened a lot in the day when it was like all five or six people were early. And I'm like, like I, our appointment time that we agreed upon, that was our time. <laughs> yeah, you have to be there at this minute. But then I had to think back, like, especially like my job is empathy. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who are chronically early or really early have bad anxiety. Yeah. And they're coming to me <laughs> to A, help with their anxiety. Yeah. And B, if they're early because they needed to get here to know that where they were going and to take some pressure off them, I don't need to be mad at that. They're not doing it to hurt Brooke. They, they're not doing it because they don't want Brooke to eat her orange before. Like, <laughs> they're actually probably fine if you yeah. eat her orange. So once I like took that pressure off myself, like, oh, they're rude because they're not respecting my time. Yeah. Which, no, they're not. They pro- they do. They're just worried about getting here. And you know what? I'd probably be just as bad if they were late. <laughs> oh, like, totally. That, then they're not respecting my time. So it's like, you know, pick your poison. So... That was a big thing for me is like asking myself why, like what, what are you mad at? Why? Chill out. You're good, girl. Yeah, you're fine. I've noticed that. But if you guys could still not be early. Also great. still, don't, <laughs> still don't come early. I've noticed with doing, um, like zoom appointments, I've been doing a lot of like distance stuff and having these zoom appointments and I get there and I'm on there and then five minutes goes by and I'm like, Oh my gosh, did I send them the wrong link? Like, are they not coming? Should I text them? Should I do? And I'm like, they're probably just getting settled. Like now you're an on-time person, not a late person. Like you're fine. But, and same thing, like running on, um, like back to back time in the salon. Like I definitely get, why are you early? And I actually love now that people have to text because then I know when you're there and it's, it just seems to flow better than if somebody's waiting for me and they're still waiting for me outside, but it's cause I can't See them? See them? Honestly, this is a big lesson in communication, too, because if somebody walked in early and I just said, hey, I need a minute to pee or eat an orange, they would probably be more than okay with it. Which is, (laughs) yeah, 100%. And that's something I tell hairdressers when I'm like, if you, because I don't know why it's a thing that hairdressers think that they can't leave to go to the bathroom and they're going to, like, mess up their whole day. But I'm like, you you need to go. Just say, hey, have a seat. I'll be right back. You're going to be fine. Like, your client is not going to be mad. I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. Most, of, but then I that's like, about them. Maybe yeah, they were rushing I, around, or they, yeah. I feel like human needs. Like you gotta, you gotta pee. Yes, and please understand if you are seeing your hairdresser and she leaves to pee, you shouldn't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> She's a human. <laughs> uh, yes. So road rage, time management. <laughs> We've covered a lot of things. We have. So um, yes, take ahead. this. Sorry. Just as remembering like your why, if you are frustrated about something or you're doing something and it doesn't feel good anymore, go back to why you started Yeah, and see if it still resonates or if you need to make some changes in your life. I love that. So journal prompts? Journal prompts. Let's start with just career-wise. So if you're looking at your day-to-day job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. remembering your why. Find out why. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, why? That's, yeah, that's still... Oh, that's the biggest job. Yeah, that's the biggest job. I'm like, ooh. Um, yeah, so why did, did, I, want to yeah, why did I choose this path? Right. Um, if you're in a relationship, 
what initially attracted me to this person and made me want to be with them long-term. And then take note, try to list out maybe your daily habits Mm -hmm. or the things like if you do drink coffee every morning, how does it make you feel now? Does it still feel good? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like actually taking inventory of the things you do every single day and seeing if they're serving you. Or maybe when you take that inventory, you notice something that you used to do that you're like, like running for you. Like I used to do this and it really brought me joy. Maybe I should bring that back in. It's a good way to just, yeah, take inventory, see what, what's working, what's not. Yeah. So enjoy guys. Thank you for listening again, as always. Yes. You. Um, have a beautiful rest of your day. Remember your why. <laughs> Bye. Bye.